Hello and welcome back to Tradey Business School, the podcast where we have real conversations and share great insights and tips to help you run your trade or contracting business more simply, easily and profitably. Here to talk about five tips for a stress-free end to the financial year and I'm joined by the amazing Vanessa Fiducia from ProfitFest Accounting. How are you today, Vanessa? Good, thanks Miranda. How are you? Good. I, uh, we, we ran a group session the other day with our clients in one of our programs and we were taking everyone through a lot of planning and things to do in terms of how to wrap up the financial year. There were a number of tips that Vanessa shared and I was just, I rang her straight after the session about Vanessa, we've got to do a podcast together uh, on this because I just know that the wider audience needs this so much. And so she was like, yep, I'm in. And here we are, right? Yeah, no, it was a great session and I think everyone got a lot out of it. So, Vanessa, this just jumps straight on and what's going on for tradies right now? What, um, you know, as the financial year comes to an end, what's going on for them? So, obviously, we've got, um, we see a lot of tradies in our day-to-day runnings and coming into the start of June and Heading into financial year, I guess that a lot of them are getting snowed under with the changes in the weather, jobs getting pushed back and jobs changing, getting snowed under with a lack of invoicing at the moment, just trying to get out to different places that weren't necessarily planned for and just um, yeah, getting bogged down into the day-to-day running of being on site and things changing rapidly. So, yeah, that's where I think a lot of trades businesses are at at the moment. Yes, so true. I'm certainly noticing it is, uh, is we even noticed some of the attendance rates to some of our, our group sessions are dropping a little bit. It's like they're being drawn back on the tools because, well, when the sun's out, they need it's all hands on deck and to get out there, there's a lot of lag in the delivery of so many. They've got clients sort of backing up. So it's all hands on deck to get it done, which is great, but there's always a cost to that. And the cost to that is the running of the business. And in particular, the most common thing for so many trades or contracting businesses to avoid is pretty much anything to do with money, right? Definitely is. Anything to do with money coming into our end of financial year, we've found with excuses, you know, we've got too many staff off sick, there's a lot of flu going around or there's gastro or there's something. So the start, um, the owners are jumping straight back into the running, day-to-day running of the business and jumping straight back on the tools to avoid the looking at budgeting, looking at tax planning, you know, anything avoidance strategy-wise is uh, what's going on at the moment. Yeah, so true. And yet all the while that they're actively, and I, and if this is you listening to this and you're thinking that is so me, you'll probably know that underneath it all, underneath that facade of busy and knowing that you, you, you need to be there out there serving your clients and things like that, there's an underlying worry, a worry that the invoices are still piling up and they're not going to sort themselves out, a worry that that cash flow that wasn't looking so good is rapidly looking less and less healthy. So it's that kind of nagging doubt. You must sort of sense that when clients come to you as well, Vanessa. All the time. Yeah, we definitely do. And using that strategy of going out and I'll invoice my clients later, if you do leave it until the end of the month and think, oh, I'll invoice everyone before the end of June, before the 30th, one, you've probably got more chance of people not paying you because their job was done before. So you're going to have a lot of bad debts possibly rolling over into the new financial year. Or people will say, oh, they haven't invoiced me. They obviously don't really need the money. We can hold out paying them because they held out invoicing me. So if that's the strategy that we're going for, it's probably not an ideal one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually just this morning had I had a plumber come and fix. I had a, a gas thing going on with my oven. I had a plumber come out this morning, and uh, as he as he left, and it was all all sign this and sign that, and here's here's the quoting fee. I'm like more than happy to pay it. Started explaining to me why they were charging me this call out fee. Like, you don't need to explain, please. I'm more than happy to pay. And he looked at me kind of quizzically. And uh, then once again, tried to explain it when they arrived on. So I said, I'm all good with it. Where do I sign? Then uh, then right at the end, I'm like, can I pay you now or what? And he goes, well, pay when I do the job. You know, those sorts of stuff. Well, I'm happy to pay now. And I think he's sort of looking at me weirdly again. So um, probably not the most typical customer who's asking, please, can you take my money now? However, I totally get what it's like and the, and the shorter we can the the more we can close that cash flow conversion cycle so the rate at which you get the cash in your accounts working for you the more um the more healthy more healthy is that good english the healthier your business is going to be you know here's a joke here's a joke you know i love getting my books in order for the end of financial year said no tradie ever now if that's you i was talking to vanessa earlier if that's you and you do love getting your books in order for the end of financial year then vanessa would love to hear from you because <laughs> she's like, she needs to pick your brains on how you came to be that way it's very unusual <laughs> oh it's a joke miranda that i laugh at forever <laughs> I know it's like please please can I get off the tools and go and do my books that said though we're going to share five tips we've got five tips so that you can uh, lead up for a, a stress-free end to the financial year let's jump on in what is the first tip that you've got for us Vanessa so the first tip is just being aware of some of the changes that are coming into play and they're not necessarily huge changes some of them have been into play for a while but they're just the regulations have changed a little bit. So as tradies, we need to lodge TPAR reporting for our contractors. So that's like what you could call, I say, a mini tax return for any contractors that we use within our business. So on the 28th of August annually each year, we need to lodge a report to the ATO that says we've used X, Y, and Z contractors for this year. And this is the gross amount that we've paid them. So we need to make sure that we report their name, their ABN, their address, and the gross amount of money that we've paid them for the financial year, including any materials. So it's not just the amount for labour. So if they've given us an invoice that includes materials, that's also the amount that we need to report to the ATO. So we've had a lot of clients come back to us and just say they've reported the labour amount. It needs to be an all-inclusive amount of the total amount we've paid that contractor. Great tip, great tip. Before we continue with these, I am going to add a little, I suppose, a little bit of a caveat. You'll notice if you haven't already and you're not from Australia, these are tips relevant to Australian taxation. So if you're tuning in from New Zealand, Canada, North America, wherever you are, we know, you know, Canada and, the, uh, and New Zealand, your tax year ended on the 31st of March. So you know it's not coming up. You know, TPAR is not something, um, there might be a different name for it. There might be something different. So these are tips for Australian tax year end. So uh, the next one, what's the tip number two? So tip number two would be understanding the different types of taxes that we have here in Australia. So we often get, we are a profit first accounting firm, which I'm sure most of you have heard. So when we split up cash and we tell clients to separate your GST and your tax money, one thing we often get is how is GST and tax different? Isn't it the same thing? No, we have a lot of different taxes like everywhere in the world. Um, we've got 10% GST, which is a sales tax. So every time you buy something, 
on most products, there is a 10% GST on there, goods and services tax. And when you sell something, if you're GST registered, you will also be passing on a 10% GST tax. So that is where you, you hold that 10% for the ATO and you report that monthly, quarterly or annually and you pay that back to them. So that's one type of tax. Then we have our estimated yearly tax that we pay each quarter with our BAS to the ATO in an instalment amount. So if your tax bill last financial year was $20,000, they'll give you, you know, four lots of $5,000 to pay in the next financial year to then um, pay that with your BAS so that when it comes to the next financial year, you don't have a big lump sum to pay. You've sort of been paying it in instalments over the financial year that's just been. We also have PAYG tax, which is the tax you hold on behalf of your staff from their paycheck each week or each fortnight whenever you do your payroll cycle. Um, that's also money that should be held in a separate tax account because, remember, all of these taxes aren't your money to be spending. So it's really important that we separate it out. And income tax, so that's your end of financial year tax that is owing. But obviously, if you're paying the instalments, those instalments will come off that final bill. Such uh, an important point that you mentioned there is these. this money is not yours and so often I see tradies dipping in to money. They may be setting their tax or uh, BAS GST aside into another account, often all lumped together, uh, but it's still set aside, which is a fantastic start. But then what happens is we get a, a cash flow issue coming through and they say, well, I'm just going to dip into it. I'm just going to dip into it. And the temptation is uh, very hard to resist and especially when when, you know your profit uh, and your, your the rest of your finances have not been managed effectively then it can be you know, that, that temptation but it is not your money and so I know Vanessa this is one of your mantras I'm going to quote you is you know if you if you steal uh, you're stealing aren't you you use the tax money you're effectively stealing from the government and if you're one of those people that do slip into that temptation of taking that lump money that you put into a separate account one of the methods we use in Profit First is removing the temptation. So I always use an image of donuts with chains over them. So you remove the temptation to touch the box of donuts. You have your tax account set up with a different bank than your everyday banking. So it takes two or three days for that money to transfer back over into your everyday spending. So it's a lot harder for you to access that money. So you can't just go on a whim and buy, you know, materials or tools with it. You actually have to think really hard and carefully about touching that other money. Yeah, it's such a, a strong tip is make it difficult, very, very difficult. Another bank, don't get a card for it. Don't load the app. Don't do it. Just make it really hard for you to get at it. So then you have to go through a lot of decision making and work and effort to try and uh, to get that if, if you worry you, you might put your hand into the donut jar. <laughs> exactly right. A donut jar. All right. So tip number three is the write-off trap. So coming into the month of June, we often see a lot of clients, tradies in particular, that will go and spend a whole lot of money on what they call asset purchases to bring their tax down or to write off on their tax. Now, this is only appropriate if it's in line with your plan. So if it's in line with your goals and your tax planning, then yes, go and buy the asset. But there's no point in spending $1 of your cash flow to only be able to claim 30 cents of it back. 
because effectively you've still lost 70 cents of cash flow. So if you don't need it, don't get it just to save 30 cents but still have spent 70. Yeah, it's only a bargain if you need it. You're only saving if you need it. And the need it is uh, not needing because you feel you need it in that moment and that emotional, well, it's shiny and it's got wheels and I like it. It's it's the need it in, in that it's needed to help you achieve your goals. And, and that temptation, very important to do that, that reality check, that logical check, that what's a sensible Sue check, something like that. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, sorry to all the Sues out there. I'm sure there's some fun and frivolous Sues as well. But uh, <laughs> it is uh, always, yeah, it, it, I hear it all the time. Oh, you know, it's the end of the year and I'm going to save this. It's a tax write-off. It's a tax write-off. You no, know, it's yeah. not if you don't need it. Great. And so if your plan, for example, is to go and buy, in, like if you've done tax planning with your accountant and your plan is to buy investment properties, going and buying, a, for example, I'm going to use tradies, so an excavator and a new work truck and a new car, these are all finances that are going to be going against your name. Are you then going to still have the borrowing capacity to get your investment property? or whatever other thing you're looking at, purchasing a factory or whatever that long-term plan is. So if this instant tax write-off that you've gone and bought to save tax this year has now hindered your long-term plan, is it worthwhile doing? Yeah, and everyone's got different plans. So just because Bob down the road bought the thing doesn't mean that it's right for your business. Everyone has different plans and businesses and, and the health of their books are at a different stage as well. So don't ever judge the health of another business based on what it looks like from the outside and the shiny vehicles or whatever it might look like. You don't know what their books look like. Uh, number four, what is number four? Beware of tax refund scams. So there's a lot going around this time of year where you'll see an ad pop up on Facebook or um, Instagram or you'll get a dodgy email that's offering you a cheap tax return or a hefty big refund of money. Um, check if you're going to go through with that that the tax agent is registered. So there's a lot of scams going on, um, people vulnerable coming out of COVID times, et cetera, that maybe didn't do their tax returns last year or the year before because they wanted to go and see someone so they've got a couple of years to do. Just double check on the Tax Practitioners Board website that whatever tax agent you are using is registered. Such a great tip. I mean, ultimately what you're doing is giving them really sensitive financial information that they could used to create all sorts of uh, scam type activities. So be very, very aware and, and be active, active in your accounting, active in your checking and have a look. And if in doubt, ask somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Number five. Number five is review your pricing and budgeting. So we always want to make sure that we have reviewed our pricing as it currently sits. And then use our profitable pricing calculator, which we all have access to in the Facebook group. That's right, Miranda, it's sitting in yeah. there. Yep. Um, and then just double check our budgeting. So have we done our forecasting for the next financial year? And where did it sit for this financial year? So did we come within budget? Were we well and truly outside of our budget? Have we allowed for things in our forecasting for moving forward? So, for example, superannuation is changing. So it's going on the 1st of July going up to 10.5%. Have you allowed for that in your forecasting? Normally, I work in three years. So over the next couple of years, superannuation is 
going up to 12%? Has that been forecasted and budgeted for? So things like that, just keeping up to date um, and making sure all of that's aligned. Yeah, so important. So the profitable pricing calculator, if you've got no idea what we're talking about, jump on over to the free Facebook group called Tradies and General Contractors Global. We share, we there's downloads, uh, we do regular trainings, there's so much free, uh, valuable information in there. And the profitable pricing calculator is one of the things that we share in that group. That'll help you and give you, uh, it's a really useful tool that you can look to pricing your jobs uh, for margin, not markup. And that's one of the traps that we've watched many and know many tradies will fall into is I'm going to price up my job, I'm going to add a mark, percentage markup on it, and that means I must be making a profit. But if you look at that tool, you'll realise uh, that there are a few traps that can be fallen in there. I'm not going to unpack the whole talk here, but you know, put a comment down below or somewhere around wherever you're watching this or jump on over to the Facebook group and ask for a copy and we'll make sure you get it because it's a very, very powerful tool. But the point here is to do an annual review. We're coming up to the end of the financial year. And even if you are not Australian and you know, you're looking at um, any of the other end of tax years, it's really important. If you haven't done it, like if you're in New Zealand or Canada or anywhere, and you know, you've not reviewed your pricing and thought through it for this financial year, it is not too late to do it now either. Jump on in and review your pricing and make sure that it's set you up for success for the next 12 months. Just because it always was one way doesn't mean it's the way forward. 100%. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything. Did you have anything to add in, in summary before we wrap it up? The five juicy tips to help everyone have their stress-free into the tax year, the tax year, financial year. Is there anything else you wanted to add to wrap all of that up, Vanessa? My um, wrap-up would be don't leave it all to the last minute. Rushing to the end never helps anyone. Just break it down into little pieces and do it gradually. So if this week you're planning on look at it, looking at your budgeting, even if you just set aside one hour a night to look at each separate part of your business um, instead of leaving it all to one week out before the end of June before you go and see your accountant. So understand it before you actually get to the meeting so that any questions that you may have, you've got them all jotted down and you can raise them. Yeah, valid point, valid point. And you know, even if in an hour seems a little bit daunting, then just start with 15 minutes. It's often the starting that prevents us from getting anything done. It's like that breaking the ice and you can line everything up. So if all you set yourself the job is starting today, I'm going to do do some work on uh, tidying up my books, getting some things in order. And my goal for today, my task is to start and spend 15 minutes getting my head around where all the bits are that I'm going to need or thinking about it. Then you can go away and come back the next day. You are better to do that than not do anything at all. Uh, and and you know, ostriching and pretending is not going to help. It will make things worse. And what I what I will say is that the ATO has been pretty lenient until now over the last couple of years with COVID and pandemic things. And they are showing all the signs of uh, coming back with you know, a lot more penalties. So it's time to uh, socks up and uh, get on and, and take the responsibility for the things that are part of running business. Yeah, I need to recoup some of the money that they've handed out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've loved this episode, share it, like it, love it. Join us week, next week uh, for the episode next week. And uh, if you would like to get your hands on anything we've talked about today, jump into the Facebook group. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are. Until next time, bye for now. 